Hi, guys. I'm Emily, and she's starting. This episode is all about the Beverly Hills reunion part one. My friend Pia joins me, and we discuss. First, we discussed Brock on Vanderpump Rules and how quickly the narrative has shifted, our perspective has shifted. We get into it, uh, and then we dive all the way into um, the Beverly Hills reunion. We talked for a while, but that's just not enough. So tomorrow when I record a podcast with the one and only Jonathan Chandler, you can find him on Instagram at Jonathan Chandler. Uh, I will also be talking about Beverly Hills reunion with him. Okay. Because I just can't shut up about it. All right. Um, I hope you enjoy. Pia is a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to have her back on the pod because she's she's great. She's entertaining as hell. And I hope you guys are having a great week and enjoy. Did you watch Vanderpump? I sure did. I sure watched that. <laughs> Before we get into Beverly Hills, I just wanted to discuss that we had literally just said we were like, Brock is actually he's not a bad guy. And then, and, and you know, I knew about the whole he hasn't seen his kids in um, four years thing because, again, I, I am have zero patience. So I've been stalking them the entire pandemic, just trying to get little crumbs of anything that I could. So I, I saw those headlines and rumors about that. But he, he, the thing is, he also really does know he's really good at PR for himself in a sense. So like he kind of really did the thing that we always ask people to do, which is own it. And he would like, so on social media before this is before the episode aired. So that's why I was like going in with like a fresh slate with him. Usually I'd be super judgy because he hasn't seen his kids in four years. And he said, I was a shitty father. Um, I am working to rebuild with my um, um, baby's uh, mother. And uh, I am glad that, and I'm glad to address it and address it on the show because it is important. And I'm trying to be a better father this time around and to my other kids. And he put that out when all the rumors initially came out. And Sheena was actually the one who wrote on like underneath um, when Brock was like addressing the fans that were like, coming for him when they first when it first broke a while back she's like you don't have to explain yourself remember that I remember I remember that yeah yeah and I'm like no he does because he's going on to a show he's already has these these are these are bad rumors or allegations and so he that was actually smart like get ahead of it apologize because I personally had was more open to him once because of that because I was like thanks for like taking accountability but watching that footage, it made me say, hey, he's calculating. He's calculating. He knew what we needed to hear. But people like that only have a shelf life of so long. And he cannot completely hide himself. And it came out in this episode. I Did they ever or do you ever... Did you ever see in your sleuthing? Why did he move to America when he said he moved here for a better to create a better life think, for his I kids? Think it's, I think was it's it to be on the show? No, no, he moved. He's he's been here before that. Okay, he's. He, I think he's been here 
for a, at least a couple of years before getting together with Sheena. I don't, Sheena was, I don't, Sheena's definitely not the reason why he moved here. I think he moved here because he wanted to be in America and he wanted, I think he, I think honestly may have had to do with sports because uh, I know he uh, plays a lot of different sports. So I think he may have come out here just to like kind of pursue something like that and a more mainstream. Okay. And again, yeah. like, which I, again, which is what makes sense of why Sheena and him are together. Cause I do think that they, they are the exact, they're the male and female version of each other. And, uh, and I do, do think that is a crock of shit that Sheena and Brock named uh, their baby Summer now that knowing that his other kid is Winter. And then they're born on the same day, like, oh, guys, like, really? You've always wanted to name your kid Summer Moon? No, you did not. And then you, when they flash you know, back, they flash back to her specifically saying what she was going to name her kid with Rob. I love when they have receipts like that, like on camera receipts oh. like that. And then she put up on her story her receipts um, from uh, Rob. She texted Rob when the episode aired because I think everybody was like coming for her because of the flashback that the editors did. So she texted Rob and said, hey, can you set it straight? Essentially, um, didn't you come up with the name and like that was like your idea like it wasn't like my idea and then he was like haha yeah that was like now I can never use the name <laughs> like that was my complete idea like so she's like thanks like trying to make it seem like that was like she wasn't like it wasn't coming from her like that hold was, on like, hold on let me jump in here real quick on that yeah, because yeah all that proves to me is that Sheena will just do whatever the guy that she's dating wants to do that she's, doesn't make her really look better Leo Roberts runaway bride she conforms to whomever she's dating to keep them she has no actual like opinion or mind of her own she just wants to kind of like make it work so she goes along with whomever she's with and we've seen it time and time again she really is like she is defined by whether or not she can find the one she it's like yes. that is the only marker for her of like making it successful, full, full, total, whole, whatever you want to call it. Because yeah. like Sheena, Sheena doesn't really fall in love with people. She falls in love with the idea she's created in her head of people. Absolutely. She's like, like she meets 100%. She meets someone and she goes, she like gets an idea of how they are and then she creates that and ignores all red flags and all facts. There's, and we'll there's be like, so many red flags here. here. It's absurd because him, for me, the, the most disgusting part was him calling her mom an employee. That's, right. where I, that's where you got me effed up. That's where you got me really effed up, Emily. Because if Sean ever 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 <laughs> called my mother an employee i don't think he would make it to the next minute like i would like literally you wouldn't find that man again he'd be disappeared you wouldn't find him and you know i know how to do it uh, like <laughs> we watch enough true crime so that any oh, significant other of ours should always be aware that. And I'm like, literally, I would never allow someone to disrespect my mother, especially uh, the person who is, she's traveling with you. So you can go have a fake Coachella with your stupid friends who haven't grown up. And you, it, on her birthday, 
and you dare to call her an employee so you could go practice for an hour and a half uh pickleball and you have the audacity to not make it to the finals Mm -mm. like was there money on the line for this exactly there wasn't it was pure bragging rights so if you're if your new baby mama's mama has a problem with you going to practice playing pickleball you don't go and you don't you don't, you don't come back from that i mean granted sheena's mom was being passive aggressive rather than just saying out right like that's a mother's right yes but she, <laughs> she says like she's like so it was worth going and the look he gives her and then in his confessional <laughs> he seems to be proud of the fact that there was tension he was like there is yeah. such such intense tension between us i don't think there's any any uh doubt about that you can feel it and then he says something like but this is an employee employer situation yeah, like I'm you sorry, guys, you're paying her out of your pocket. I'm sure that's Sheena's money. Yeah, Sheena's money, and I doubt that the mom is even really taking the money. I think that if if she is taking the money, I bet you she all she's doing is taking that money and putting it back into Summer Moon, little baby also, Summer Moon. Um, okay, sure, maybe she's getting paid, but what are you paying her? Like two hundred thousand dollars? I doubt it. She's probably just getting a just like a kindness. Salary. Yeah, like a, I don't want to be an asshole and basically say I expect you to take care of my kid without just throwing you some money. That's just a courtesy. Yeah, like the the whole employee that is net that is your that is your possibly future mother in law, the actual grandmother of your child, and you're speaking to her and about her like that to me is disrespectful and it's showing his character and it's showing the selfishness okay. that probably happened in his previous relationship. And I do worry for Sheena because I, I think that if this whole Vanderpump Rules show show goes away, he goes away. Yeah, I do I, I do think that based off of this one episode? But like, I mean, I it, it was a very the way in which he so he was so comfortable talking about her like that that it it, it speaks volumes. I I was like, okay, never mind. All right. We were just saying because it works He's very like, performative. And it works like in theory on this show because Sheena's not going anywhere unless they fire her. So she needs a partner who's willing to play the game because Shay was a mess. He couldn't handle it. And yeah. Rob was Rob was in it for the show, but not in the way like Brock seemed to be when he was playing along with the fashion show mm -hmm. and having the times right. and all enjoying it. So, Rob, uh, yeah, Rob wanted, I was going to say Rob wanted to be on the show simply to help promote other parts of his like business, like almost like a commercial, but he didn't really want the commitment of having to like expose anything personal or embarrassing, which I get. It was like, yeah, I kind of want to be in the show, but like, I also like very surface level want to be in the show. Like I pop up and I'm like the cool guy, but like you yeah. know nothing about me personally, really. Like I have the nice house, the nice lake house, and I have dinners catered at my home and that kind of thing. But not like I want to really be in love with Sheena. But but this guy Brock. So now we all have our eyes on him. My eyes are wide open, dude. 
And I like, do you just, I, I feel like he's so performative. Like, yeah, he's like, and that's why it goes back to my calculating statement. Like he knows that like it almost, I don't want to like, this is really harsh, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like almost sociopathic, like where oh, yeah. you know how sociopaths are like, they are very charismatic. A lot of people usually like them because they know, they, they know how to imitate behavior. They know what you're supposed to do and they're able to do it is very performative. And that's what I kept seeing. And it was kind of scary to me, yep. especially when they go over to Lala and Randall's place in Palm Springs to have summer and ocean meet for the first time. And we just saw this whole scene of him uh, not waking up early, uh, not helping out with the baby, wanting the mom to pretty much stay up all night. On her and birthday. All sudden, on her birthday. And then all of a sudden, as soon as we are in front of two people, right, that he kind of wants to impress, he immediately takes that baby from Sheena, like, oh, I'll help, as if that's, like, you know, something that he always says, like, oh, like, look at me. I am the person that is very supportive to, she to Sheena, but but only in front of people. Wow. When it's just, when it's late at night, when she really needs it, He's not helping because there's no audience for him. And she's like, he's a master swaddler. Uh, he he like, I mean, everyone likes to hold a baby for a little while, but then you want to give it back. Yeah. Like that's, exactly. that's what's hard about parenting is like right when the baby starts to cry, you can't be like, okay, I'm over this part. And he kept saying things like, I can't produce milk. It's like, wow. Like, so, but okay. it's like, you can also be a support system. So it's exactly like, what I was going to hey, say, like just sitting with her while she does it. Cause it's exhausting giving her like the companionship. That's like a lot. Yes. And very selfless because well, not even selfless. It is your baby too. So it's like, no, I'm not even going to say it's selfless. It's your, your obligation yeah. as the other parent. Yes. So I don't know, like misconception just because the mom is the producer of milk doesn't mean that she is, the person that only stays up like that's ridiculous like absolutely stop procreating if that's your thought like because you're literally we have three kids now and I'm concerned because you haven't here's, learned, here's, like a hard lesson yet here's what I know for sure I know that Sheena is about to have multiple baby daddies she's going oh. to be that person. Oh yeah. Sheena like she's not going to be able to put up with Brock for too much longer. He's proving that he's like give it maybe a few years, but babies don't stay cute and little forever. Babies start to turn into little toddler monsters and then it's a whole different ball game. I'm looking at you, Jackson, Brittany. Okay. I'm pretty sure that Jack's probably already cheating because oh, that's just Jack's. He's like a, he's a sociopath. We've discussed. Jax is like, I'm comfortable with labeling him that. He's yeah. Absolutely a sociopath. Uh, but they're, the babies come out so cute and like tiny and they don't really cry right away. But then eventually they start to grow into, you know, loud crying humans and it changes that like baby high. Yeah. And so I don't know how long Brock and Sheena will last. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know if they'll have another kid, but I see them eventually breaking up because Sheena, like all other relationships will be left with no choice. Yeah. And again, she'll fall in love again. And this next person will be the one and they'll have a kid. And I just see it happening multiple times throughout Sheena's life. I wouldn't be surprised if she's not working on baby number two currently. Okay. I think that she's very close to her younger sister. 
And I think that she most definitely wants to have her babies as close as possible together to keep to emulate that same relationship she has with her younger sister. So I wouldn't be surprised if she is trying to get get one more in. I, I agree. I don't know the longevity of this relationship, um, but I think she may be able to squeeze one more baby out of Barack at least. But I, I, I think that if VP does not, if it gets like canceled or something, like he's going to be gone. Like, I think that's when he's going to start becoming really sloppy. Like, he's going to start, like, allowing, especially now that the show's actually airing. So now he's going to get more, a little bit more uh, people in his DMs and stuff like that. And I think he'll be kind of become a little mini Jax Taylor. Where remember, we thought that he was nice that first season. And then we realized you're freaking crazy. And you're, like, literally. Isn't it, isn't it wild that we actually thought for a whole season that Jax Taylor was, a like. A whole season. Bamboozle. The, the victim of Stassi Schroeder. Only Bamboozle. to find out. Okay. Got it. The wall was over my eyes. I will never be played like that again in my life. I will. <laughs> I have Bravo, Bravo Liberty ever. Ever. Ever, ever. Um, okay, let's let's move in to Beverly Hills reunion. Okay. Um, I guess I should just like start from the most basic thing. The set. <laughs> they are really up Kathy Hilton's ass, aren't they? What? Okay, but that was almost like if that is a replication of her backyard, it's hideous. We got fake statues. We got fake bougainvillea. It looked horrible. Did you do you watch Southern Charm? Yeah. The set that they had on their last reunion was so good. Like they had yeah. a theme behind each person that correlated to like them as a person. This was a hot ass mess. The couches seemed smaller. They seemed like tight, like they seemed like the stage they built the 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 couches and Andy and the chair. Like everything seemed really like condensed. That I think was strategic though. Why? Because this is the most tenacious season for for in a while for not even just Beverly Hills, like throughout like the like all the franchises right now. Um, and I think that they kind of wanted them to be like close on purpose to like really to like create even more tension. Yeah, it's like I think it's a, like a tactic. Just I guess like, you're right. Just like it's a tactic when they 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 place them in a certain order because you know people get pissed when they see their order like, oh, I'm the fourth. Like who they? I guess I didn't like you know the, the everyone knows what the rankings that means. Like if you're like towards the end of the couch, either you're new, so that's fine, so you're good. But if if you've been on the show for a while and then you're at, towards the end of the couch, you might be a friend of. Well, that next is season. also why it was funny having Kyle right next to Andy. I was like, wow, that was pure seniority because the entire times Kyle just sat there watching, except for like her package, which was basically, so Kyle, you're in Halloween. Talk about Halloween. Let's plug your movie. I know, okay, they... thanks, Kyle. And then they moved on to Garcelle and Dorit and Garcelle and Rinna. To be that honest, was... Garcelle could have been next to Andy. Yeah, Garcelle should have been next to Andy, but yeah, I mean, it's. Kyle's running the show behind scenes. She he, she's bringing Kathy Hilton on. Like Andy's like really like thanks for like continuing to like give me stuff. And you know she's and she's the secret sniper. Like she's totally. the one she's the one who's like planting seeds and not getting in trouble for it. She's really good at it. I mean, not really that good because they're idiots. I mean, it's very clear to everybody else but them. And it's like guys, wake up. And 
LVP was better at doing all of the sniping off camera. Kyle was like in the scene being like, Sutton, you're not being honest. You need to tell this person what you said. And then like she says it all on camera. So then they have the footage of Kyle saying everything about everybody contradicting herself. Exactly. LVP would have been like, she, I don't even know if she would have ever – she was good at not saying out She loud. never did. She kind of, like, coaxed you towards what she wanted. That is correct. And that is a true, true good sniper. Because yes. if – let's go back to – let's go back, see, like, many seasons ago. The infamous Munchausen, right? And Lisa Rinna, to this day, says that – Vanderpump put her up to saying the Munchausen thing. And if you look at that clip, she never, ever, she acts surprised when Rinna brings it up. And she's like, what does that mean? She, like, she's not saying, she's never, like, accusing Yolanda. She's very careful to never, like, join in on that. She's, she's acting as if she is a, hearing everything for the first time. She's at, she's acting like she's just genuinely trying to figure out what Rena is talking about. But what she's doing is continuing the conversation and having her dig deeper. And that's genius. Pure genius. And then, and then after, like, I fully believe that when, when Lisa walked Rena out, that she said the whole line, like, I thought you were going to bring Kyle into it. Uh, and later she would she went to the grave trying to say that she never said that and Rena's lying. And I actually believe that Kyle's like, I, I knew. But Kyle has Kyle was more aware that they were playing a game. Lisa will never, ever admit they were playing a game. I love it. Kyle is like, we are playing a game. We are totally doing this. I'm, it's like but, it's like squid games. You're like everybody's playing differently and. I'm so sorry if you don't like my tactics, but that's my tactics and I'm going to play to win because this is a game where people can die. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, it's a little, this was like a, I'm starting out slow and then I'm getting us like built up to the more serious stuff. Okay. Um, when I was really shocked when Andy said, Hey Sutton, so we know that you spoke to your lawyer and Sutton's like, hold on. I didn't speak to my lawyer I spoke to my a friend who's a lawyer i didn't you're doing a really good sutton mannerisms i Am just I? want to point you are and i actually <laughs> like you like you actually kind of remind me of sutton a little bit <laughs> i don't know if that's like a oh, no it is sutton are you kidding me i'm like obsessed with sutton are you i'm, I'm obsessed with her really? i think yes i think she's amazing like i'm obs- obsessed because she's actually She's super smart too. So I'm like, and also she can hold her own. And she actually is these like, can we give a round of applause for Sutton? Like, cause she is the one who really opened up this whole Erica, Erica, like, like let's actually dive deeper into what's happening. Whereas if it was up to the other ladies, even I would even say Garcelle, like I love Garcelle, but like, I don't think Garcelle would have, I mean, she would have asked questions, but like, I think Sutton really, open that door for like much more to come out so i'm gonna i'm gonna give sutton a round of applause for that thanks girl (laughs) you did have to uh get threatened multiple times but sorry she she got (laughs) she got fed to a hungry tiger (laughs) on multiple occasions like kyle was like sutton i'm looking at you don't sweep anything under the rug and like pushed her towards erica when it was feeding time 
I know. And Sutton just remained. I actually think Sutton is her, her manners are so deeply ingrained in her that she, even in the face of a threatening animal can still be like, well, okay, maybe we can talk later. See, you're doing it. It's so good. <laughs> like this. Okay. I think you need to work. Like, really, I need to I like, think- I need to workshop my Sutton. Yeah. Cause I think that we can really we're on to something. We're on to something here. Yeah. Um, but so she said that she actually just spoke to a friend and then Andy asked the group and you can tell he already knew that Crystal had spoken to her lawyer because well, Crystal, I think she makes, said that. Crystal, well, no, Crystal. So Andy's like, did any of you, anyone else speak to a lawyer? And Crystal kind of makes a face where she's like, okay, we already discussed this. Like I did. I have to say I did. Cause you know, I did. Um, but I was shocked when she so casually said, yeah, I just signed a contract to be on TV. I'd never done that. So I was overwhelmed and I spoke to my lawyer. Nothing about that is, is bad. That's all very understandable. I'm just 100%, especially her man is a part of Disney. Okay. Like we aren't going to like ruin that dynasty. Hold on. I am actually kind of pissed about it. Why the hell did she make fun of Sutton then? for going to speak to a lawyer. Remember how bitchy she was when she, when that, that the first dinner, the dinner party from hell part two. Uh-huh. And when Sutton leaves after being threatened and Crystal's like, it doesn't affect us. Like Rob's been me too. And I was like, it doesn't affect us. Maybe they edited out her saying I spoke to a lawyer. Maybe they did cut that out because editors and producers like to do shady stuff to create a narrative. But I thought it was absurd to find out she had spoken to her lawyer. Well, the thing is, she said that earlier in the season when they had, when they set and called that meeting, I think she said, I think they all talked about like, that was when, yeah, no, they did. She's her and Kyle. And I think even maybe Dorit uh, said that they consulted people like lawyers. Like I remember Kyle saying she consulted Faye's husband at one set and call the meeting and, um, and Crystal like mentioned, like she didn't like harp on it, but she's like, yeah, like I, I talked to someone too. But like, and then they never, the thing is they just never said it again. Cause that's how they are. Like they, they, they say things, but then they don't like, they kind of redirect. And I think, and I think, but I think that's what happened. I think that she saw, I don't think that um, Crystal knew how angry Erica was going to get once she found out this information. And I do think that Crystal has desire and she's mentioned this, uh, to fit in just kind of like it's, it's the people of like color or minority effect, like where you, hen- you hang out. And this has happened to me too, as a person, a black woman, you hang out with a lot of like white people at one time and you just are so badly just trying to assimilate, fit in, blend in. And I think that she saw an opening and she was like, I want to be on their team. I don't want to be on like the B team. And she kind of was being fake for a few episodes. And I noticed it and I was, I was getting a little annoyed because I was too annoyed at that. The second dinner party or part two from hell, they love to harp on shit. Um, and I, because also the mean girl dinner where she was like, I've never heard of Sutton. Right. That's what I'm saying. That was the, that's what solidified it for me. At first I was like, Oh, she's just kind of being a little like, flip floppy, which happens a lot. So I was like, well, let's see how, where this is going. And when they had that other dinner party where they were just talking shit about Sutton after she had had like that at that point, they were good. 
So I was like a little confused. And then I was like, mm, it's because she wants to fit in. She yep. wants to be a part of it. So she's like, oh, yeah, like I've never heard. Like, it's like one of those things like, yeah, I'm friends with you. But as soon as you hang out with the cool people, you're like, yeah, like I'm not really friends with her. Like, yeah, and she, I'm just like being nice. Oh, my, totally. My mom's making me hang out with her. I'm not really her friend, but like. <laughs> like totally. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. <laughs> I think you did. No, um. Because also then it made me annoyed when she said to Garcelle uh, that she like she's like, well, no, to piggyback off of what Dorit's saying, like after we had that dinner at my house, then you went to your confessional and was like, I'd never heard of her. And I was like, hold on. Time out. She said that because you were making a big deal about not hearing about Sutton before. And so Garcelle was like, well, what the hell does that mean? I've never heard of Crystal Minkoff, but I've heard of Rob. And that, that, thank you for bringing that up because that annoyed me so much. And I wish we kind of lingered on that a little longer, which is why also one quick tangent. I would love to play with the idea of having a mini studio audience in like, of like super fans on these reunions to keep things on track a bit, because I think Andy sometimes does a good job, but sometimes I'm like, I would, Hey, can we phone a friend in the audience? I would love to elaborate on that point. Boom. I, Andy Cohen, if you ever, or anybody from Bob, if you ever listened to this, consider to shake it up a little bit because we're shaking things up. Nikki, you know, Nikki Minaj is going to be hosting Potomac for the reunion. So we're open to shaking things up. Maybe that'd be a new, a new, a, a thing that we try out. Just like, and I'm not saying a huge studio audience. I'm saying an in, just to keep it still intimate because I like that. An intimate studio audience of super fans, people who are actually like, diehards like they need to like maybe take a test or I was like, just gonna it. say they need to take a test and pass with like a 90 or above yeah like they need to get vetted to see if there are people who are know how to like be on camera poise ask the questions like I don't care what you had to, you can do a mock thing to make sure this is LA they do stuff like that all the time let's turn like, it into like a pageant let's do like a reenactment whatever you want bring a talent portion of it yeah sure. I want all of that yeah, it's like what they do for Jeopardy. Like they have like a fake, a fake test round to see if they're like good for TV. Like that's yeah. what I'm like, yeah. like completely vetted. Um, but uh, sorry, I like don't even know how I got here. Because um. <laughs> we were talking about how they didn't harp on, again, it could have been editing, but they didn't harp on Crystal calling out Garcelle for saying that thing in her confessional. But Garcelle yes. was responding to what she said about Sutton. And this this brings me back to the point which made me very disappointed in Crystal for doing that specifically because she was such the like ally or not even ally like she's a part of the minority group. Like she was so vocal about how like minorities are treated differently. And what she was doing is playing into the microaggressions that have been happening constantly to Garcelle throughout this season. And it's that Garcelle is put to one standard and the rest of the cast is put to a different standard, even though she's doing the exact same thing as everybody else. Like these like so-called like jabs or daggers or these like confessional like bullies or whatever they want to call it. Like they all do it. Like I've seen so many times where there's a conversation that happened in 
in in the moment and then in the confessionals the producer's job is to bring things back up that you may have not thought about in the moment and she's like yeah like i it, like i mean i guarantee the producers was like have you heard of crystal like literally that's probably the question and she's like i have never heard of crystal either like that is probably how the conversation goes but they also know that because they, they that happens to them too so for her to say that it's just again she's trying to win another brownie point um with the a team in my opinion. I completely agree because Garcelle says a few times, like when they're like, you can be shady or whatever. She's like, we all can. Like That's we, the go, point. we go into these confessionals and producers prompt us to say things to get certain sound bites. So we, if you don't play the game, you don't get on the show. Yeah. Like, and, but it's considered her like not being truthful or, uh, upfront about her feelings it's like that's not true Garcelle has always been upfront about her feelings they only like it when she's broken down and crying like that's yeah. when that's what that's what they want and it's so pissing me off yeah like, because like a lot of the stuff that Garcelle is doing is just kind of it's very light housewives shade when you look at other casts it is one like that's it is like literally Pedialyte baby shade it's not anything to like, like, it, like I'm so back. happy. Like, like come back at her, like it, say something back, like shady to, and like, it's, it's, and the problem is because they are not on the level to be able to do that. So that then they say, you're being a bully because you can't keep up with it. And I'm sorry you're used to this vanilla ass shade that you've been getting from like Kyle Richards, like these like, yeah like cat fights like screaming things where no one's really saying anything and you actually have someone who's saying pointed stuff that's at with dollops of like truth in it and making it funny and that's the, the shade that we're looking for you're going for people's integrity you're going for, you're going to like the core no one wants to see that we don't want you to be ripped apart but if you say you talk too much that's different than saying you know what you're pretty much uneducated. You're like, <laughs> like, you're like hitting deep. Like, what is like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. They have been on Beverly Hills. They have been in a whole like bubble of protection because they barely throw shade at each other. And then they talk about it all season. Like Dorit, she, you say one thing that upsets them. They will bring it up again and again because they just can't figure out how you could ever possibly say something they don't like. It's like, welcome to the housewives. That's literally all the other casts do. Watch Potomac. Watch Atlanta. Fine. Okay, I get it. Those are a It's a cast of all black women and black women can throw shade so much better than white women. It's just a fact. We have it to is accept a fact. It. It's, it's just a fact. It's a, it's just a thing we have to come to accept. However, Dorit isn't quick. She's not funny quick like that. And PK, PK could do it. PK would be able to clap right back and laugh. And they with the be... quickness, with the quickness. And it's so funny. And um, I honorable mention to uh, you posted it. Uh, I had to make sure it was real because I like so I went to PK's page. But like that caption on the picture he posted of Dorit saying the real reason why there's a four part episode is because Andy Cohen asked Dorit how she was doing. <laughs> I was in the grave. I died. I gagged. I sent that around to as many people as I thought would be interested. And I said, I think PK is becoming my favorite house husband. Mm -hmm. Like, 
What? And you want to know why we loved it so much? Because we can never joke about these women without them getting their feelings hurt. So when someone can do it, that's close to them. We're like, that's what all we want to be able to do. You guys. Exactly. Like you think Karen Huger is a fan favorite because she doesn't take shit. She takes shit. And we love watching her take shit. It's so, they're like, put to, like, honestly, if any of these women were on besides Garcelle, um, on Potomac, like, they would leave. They would quit. They would literally be like, I'm breaking my contract. I'm leaving. I cannot handle this. Like Wendy went off on like, which I was like, Wendy, that was too much. Uh, when, when she went off on um, uh, Giselle and, uh, Robin. Robin, and Robin. And I was like, what the hell? I mean, I know that they were being shady, but again, it's one of those light shades. I was like, oh, I was like, Wendy, what you did, like how you came back, like you went to the court. I was like, guys, like, you have to know what part, what, what it's like, don't be like, <laughs> exactly. where to stop, what layer to stop at, like, when you're throwing those daggers, okay? <laughs> to prove the point, though, then Giselle and Robin went on to drink and have fun and move on and have some dinner. Because that's the job. Yes. We it's are not, the job. We, Beverly Hills has gotten confused. We are not here to watch you guys get glam and go to parties and have a fun time where one person is fighting with the same one person every single time we no, hang out. I hate that. I hate I like it when it's a free for all because it makes it makes I, I have never enjoyed watching one singular person, even if I don't like that person. I've never enjoyed watching one singular person just get like gang attacked because I think it's cowardly. I think that everyone, if you have a problem with someone, you should be able to do that on your own and handle it on your own. That it's a fair fight that way. But when you got your whole crew going at that person, I'm like, why do you need all that backup? It's like, what are we doing? So speaking of someone needing backup, let's go to the Dorit Garcelle um of it all. Oh, I know where we're going with this. Because when, so for me, the most offensive that Garce, uh, that Dorit was this season when it was at the lip, the lip launch party. Right. Correct. And she looked at Kyle on a couple occasions while she was talking shit to Garcelle. When she said something like, just say it to my face. Garcelle's like, I have, I have said it to your face. Dorit looks at Kyle and goes, oh my God. Like, can you believe it? It's just what we talked about. We knew she'd do this. Like, Kyle was fully hyping up Dorit for this moment. She did. And then just sat there and watched it happen. Kyle just watched it happen. But Dorit only did that shit in the group setting because she had this backup. She knew Rinna agreed. They were on a group chat talking about it. Oh, well, that's, you, that is 1,000% why she was so comfortable. Did you see how comfortable and hyped up she was? Because even if even when, it's so funny because... I could tell she has, was waiting the whole time. She was geared up, waiting to oh. quote, quote unquote rip Garcelle a new one, which I'm sure like that was discussed. Like, we're going to do it at your lip thing. This is going to like, I'm going to really like confront her, like, like have my back. And because the segue into Dorit doing it was random. Like they were all laughing and getting along. Well, remember and because she screwed up and called Crystal Garcelle. That's exactly right. And so that's how I knew it was on her mind the whole time. And she was going, she was always going to do it no matter what the conversation was. She was, she's been like, she's like, Dorit's really bad at like timing. So she was like trying yes. to, it's like, she's like double dutching. And she's like, I don't know when to jump in. Yeah. Oh, no. Can you get, get hit, hit by that rope? 
Like, and she she was like, okay, here it is. And she's like, yeah, Garcia. Oh, no, that's okay. But anyway, Garcia, like, it's just like, <laughs> your transition was garbage. <laughs> Like, not only it was so bad because first you called the only other woman of color there, the the name of the other woman of color there, like that was already step one bad. But then Garcelle thought that they were going to have a funny little haha moment about that. But instead, Dorit's like, no, I'm just going to keep bulldozing through yeah. the awkward moment. No, I really want to tell you off. Like, that was the part that was like what I'm. I, that was my assignment and I, I gotta do it like I'm the like way when Garcelle says uh it, you know if I did that and I, I I do remember doing that and she goes oh so it's not if you did that it's when you did that right the way I wanted her, to, I almost went through that fucking tv screen and choked the shit out of her I was like I better not see you in these Encino streets Dorit and I have seen her I, at, the, at the place that I work and let me tell you something. Mm. Okay, like Mm-mm. I gotta check in with Garcelle to see how she feels about you because that's gonna be how I feel about you. Okay. So they start. So obviously, Dorit has gotten tons of horrible feedback from myself included. She's even commented on a post that I did about that. Her. Is I was trying to find that because I think that was hilarious, and I like need to just like have that in my archives and look for, at it I'll, times I'll, time. I'll send it to you just so that you have it fresh. Um, yeah. I it So for anyone listening that doesn't know, I did a post and I just was irrationally mad at Dorit and I decided I had the time. So uh, one, of, <laughs> one of my, one of my <laughs> friends on, on Instagram has I had posted something about this could be Jareed's tagline uh, and it it wasn't this but then my friend was like no no it should be my mom's best friend is black so then <laughs> I decided to pull the audio from that scene I went into audacity I added in the music to the intro like I I put an effort I like to I make love this it. tagline um, so I made that tagline and then I did a compilation oh god of all the times that Dorit has been like, she's just saying these jabs. And it's like, have some guts to say it to my face. So then I would Emily, in. Sorry, I need to interrupt again. I'm loving that Dorit impression. And I maybe you can do the whole cast. I would love to see if you could work on that. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I will actually embrace this. This is this is maybe something I could do. Okay. Um. So... So I would cut in like she heard being like, okay, so Garcelle doesn't tell me to my face. And I would cut in Garcelle saying to her face, like one time she says, well, you would never have Sutton's back. You would never have Sutton's back. So I'm like, okay, that's to your face. And then the next thing she'd be like, it's just these little jabs, you know, it's like (laughs) little. And then she does this weird jab hand. Like to me, a jab is like a jab, but she she does like a, like a flick. She does like, I'm like, that's not a jab hand. She's um, just mi- she's just misting you with the truth. That's <laughs> like, she's she's and so then she, but then I would cut in Garcelle saying, "Well, you talk a lot. You're long-winded. That's to your face. I don't know like because they're so sensitive, they can't hear something they don't want to hear without being like, "You're mean." It's like, "No, just throw some shade right back or just take it." Exactly, which is why I do appreciate that Andy called that out he, he was like I'm confused here like you yeah. say you are telling her that you want her to just say to her 
to your face and she, and then she does and then you then turn around and say it's a jab. So I put this compilation together and because at one point too when they were at Dorit's like dr- bridal fashion fashion show and they were all ganging up on Garcelle for talking to the press and saying that they were being mean to her and what did they do they all were mean to her for talking about that. Uh she Garcelle was like, "Okay, so what do you want me to do? Just be like, Dorit, just shut up." She's like, "Yes, I welcome that." So then the third slide was me showing Dorit talking about her mom's best friend being black and then I spliced in Garcelle saying, Dorit, will you shut up? I just really dragged Dorit to filth as much as I possibly could in this post. I mean, it's really easy to and fun. But by the way, these were all just things she said. I, I know that's why it's fun because you're not, there's, where's the lie? I it's, didn't. It, so then Dorit comments, is this supposed to be funny? And that was the dumbest thing she could have done because there are now like probably a hundred reply comments to hers being like, Actually, it's hilarious because this is literally just stuff you said. Like, did she block you? No. And I respect her for that, though, because Crystal has blocked me and Kyle blocked me. Last Wait, year. why did Crystal block you? What did you say about Crystal? Nothing bad. And I was actually kind of annoyed at first. But then I realized, like, she's been getting a lot of hate. And uh... I think she's extra sensitive to criticism. Yeah, she has been. It's it's actually disgusting. The yeah. things that I've I've seen it's really bad. Like so, like- I think she's just really protective of her piece, and I I did not like her for at least three episodes because I thought she was being super mean girl, and yeah, and so I called that out. But a lot of um, a lot of accounts that are run by like women of color were extra protective of Dory. I mean, of Dory, not Dory. Opposite. I was like, I don't Bristol. know. Who- I, was like, I was like, I don't know who what people of color you know. Yeah, because we are not happy. We're not. We are not happy with Dorit, Dorito. Um, so th- I think that people might have like alerted Crystal to like the accounts that weren't saying like nothing but praise. And I think she might have. I just I have a theory. But yeah, she, she probably didn't even read it. She probably was like, oh, OK, if that's yeah. saying something like I'm just going to block. I'm not even reading it because like, I mean, it would be hurtful after a while. She can't like it's the amount like disgusting, disgusting behavior, like saying we no one wants to see your culture you uh your culture gave us COVID like disgusting behavior. disgusting stuff so I get it but anyway Dorit did not block me but she did write that really stupid comment um and so I don't really know what the point of bringing that up was just I think I just wanted to talk about how stupid Dorit was but anyway back to the reunion she knows she's getting oh that's what it was she knows she's getting a lot of hate from accounts online myself included so she came in as opposed to being like, I've learned something from this season and my behavior, she came in defensive. She came in ready to like scream over Garcelle, literally. Again. Because, because she has been getting so much hell. And honestly, the bully comment was terrible. Like calling her a bully was ridiculous, but so many other things were ridiculous. And then she also didn't really apologize for the bully comment because she said the definition of a bully is incessant. Right. It was one of those. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate people apologizing with an excuse attached. Like keep your excuse for your diary I don't need to hear it. If you're going to apologize, apologize. And I don't want to hear a but or a or a, a prologue of why. Okay. Because she gave the prologue. She gave, like she said, I do need to apologize for that. And then we got the whole speech on yeah. how she still was right. She still was she, correct to say it. 
it was weird because she kind of took a page out of Crystal's book with the whole uh what did she say Sutton did? Uh, oh, no, that was so annoying. Are you talking about when she was like, and then when you were at the dinner with with the, with the Kathy, Crystal, and Erica. And no, that's that not what I'm saying. That part pissed me that, off. That pissed me off. That pissed me off, too. But I'm talking about, like, with the whole, like, definition thing. You know how, like, Crystal was, like, when she accused Sutton oh. of, like, uh, I forget the whatever the word Violating. She, violating. And she's like, and no, she, you look it up. I actually was on Crystal's side there too. I was like, guys, she did technically violate. No, she didn't, Emily. Kind of? She was How? violated. How? How? I need she to. She walked in on her naked. She not. Okay, but she felt. I think. I don't think. I think two things can be true. I think it, Crystal could have experienced it as something more traumatic because she has issues. If someone walked in on me naked, I would feel really uncomfortable because I have body issues. And so I think Sutton was just so incapable at that point in time of being like i'm really sorry she was instead making excuses so she, crystal never got like okay we are very off like on separate pages on this one i i feel this is my thing i can empathize with crystal about her issues and stuff like that but that's her past issues that she has not shared with the group at that point so Sutton has no backstory of that. She has these body image issues. Uh, the she she has no ideas uh, how private or how like so she's no she, Crystal has not has not told any of the women at that point her boundaries. So unfortunately, Sutton had no idea that that would be something that would trigger her. But I think that the problem here is that I I do think that. Um, uh, Crystal approached the situation wrong. I think that she could have easily said, hey, I felt, I think the word that she should have used is, I felt very uncomfortable with you coming into my room. I'm not really friendly right now. Um, I, and maybe giving her the benefit of the doubt, like, I didn't hear you knock. Like saying it like that, I didn't hear you knock. And you just came into my room. And then that would have been an opportunity for someone to say, hey, I, I did knock. I'm sorry if you didn't hear. I was just trying to return a coat. She's like, well, and she could have still said, well, sorry, like, I don't like people just coming in because I don't like people seeing me, like, not clothed. I, it's my own issue. I don't necessarily want to get into it. The conversation could have been a lot more pleasant with both people being able to understand. But I feel like if someone's saying, hey, it was really creepy and weird. You came in there. You just barged in. You laughed at me and stared at me like a, like, almost like a, like, she was a kind of accusing Sutton of being a pervert. And like gawking at her. And I understand that that might have been what she felt like happened. But thank God there's footage that is that's not what I what, said. Thank God cameras caught any of it. Because that's otherwise not what happened. Very damn. And she made it seem like she was in there for a while. If Unless they did some weird editing. Sutton, she knocked. I, we saw it, her knock. She didn't bang on the door. She did a polite knock. She I think she, tr I saw her try to listen for a like come in. I don't, maybe she didn't hear it or so she was just, and she, it's like one of those things like you knock and you like, just, and then you just kind of slowly start like, and, and then she's like, I'm just trying to give you, oh, like, oh, I don't know. Oh, like, it's like, I, I felt like it was a big miscommunication and they've gotten past it. And Crystal actually watched the footage back, which I'm proud of her and saw that her version is maybe she, I believe she believed that's what happened. Um, but she watched that footage back and, and saw for herself that that is not what happened. And she was able to apologize to Sutton for that. And I, I can appreciate that's a real own it, Lisa Rinna, like where you're like, 
that I still feel the way I felt in that moment, but I see that that's not her intention. And so therefore I can apologize. For that's it. how I feel about it. I think she, I, that's what I feel. I feel like she felt violated. Yeah. She wasn't technically violated, but she yeah. felt it. Right. Uh, but Sutton was a mess at the beginning of the season. And, that and I, right. and she was, and the thing is Sutton was not helping her case, but, and that was so funny. Cause I was almost like, I don't like, I like Sutton. And then that like episode, I was like, Ooh, yeah, I, I was like, if, if, okay. if, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like Sutton this season. Yeah. Thank God she pulled it together. Um, very quickly. I was like super nervous. I was like, Oh God, this like, you're, you're being very, yeah. she was being very irrational that whole trip. Yeah. I um, think though, like I don't hate her for that because 2020 was rough on my mental health too, Sutton. So exactly. And, and, and I, again, and then that's why I also mess with Sutton because she also owned it. She like, she reflected, she was like, I was you know, a little bit of a mess. I was a mess. And, she and said I, it. And I and that is why for both of both her Sutton and Crystal kind of got a pass on yes. on all of it for me. Yeah. I agree. Uh, no, I'm right there with you. But the whole reason I even brought that up is like I feel like Doree, like and the thing is because everybody the the tape, like when Crystal was talking about the definition thing, everybody was super clear, like, hey, Crystal, uh I understand the definition of violation, but I don't think that that's what was Sutton's intention was. So like if you you using your, the definition of violate, it's like still like saying that she did that and making an accusation that can come off really bad. And she wasn't like accepting that. And then Dorit then going and using the same yeah. excuse <laughs> after she was a part of the, the people telling, telling Crystal, like you should like, hey, that's not what happened. And then you're like going off and saying, well, the definition of a bully is like, uh, didn't we just do this? Like... <laughs> Um, so let's move on now to Rinna and Garcelle. I will say 10 out of 10 for Rinna's ponytail. Um, Ooh, I was going to give it a five. You didn't like the ponytail? I wanted to, I wanted to take a brush and comb it through one more time and give the actual tail a nice slick with the pomade. Okay. Maybe I won't say 10 out of 10. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a higher ranking. I'm going to reevaluate it because I know what piece you're talking about. Right. Like purple. I wanted, I wanted to. It like, was the ones that they did that thing where you take the two pieces in the front and then and you're supposed go. to slick it back. Uh -huh. Yeah. But it, it didn't quite, but I feel like it was intentional, but like it didn't like maybe come off right. But yeah. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to lower the rank because you're okay. correct. It could, it could have been a little better. I think I gave it a high rank because I was so tired of seeing her porcupine hair from 1982. Um, so I got really excited about it. And so that's why I got a 10 out of 10, but that was, that was, that was premature. It should have been seven out of 10. Also though, because everyone, Garcelle's hair looked horrible. Like it's oh not, God. it's like they kind of did a twenties, thirties look, but not quite. Honestly, Garcelle's, to... Gar Garcelle's hair is always kind of terrible. Yeah, she's um, right. You're right. I, you're right. You're right. She needs like a hair makeover, a hair reawakening. Yeah, she, she it I I love her and I she's very hit or miss with everything like fashion for me. Like sometimes yeah. it's a little too much. Like I hate her. I know some, I think a lot of people actually do like this look, but I don't. I hate purple confessional look. It's too much. The the, oh, the, the, the like silver like it's like purple hair, purple ombre yeah. hair, purple yeah, yeah, yeah. out like I I don't like love it. Yeah, I, um, um, I appreciated it because she, on the cast, she's the only one that could have like, quote, pulled it off. So I appreciated I mean, she, it. She's for that. so pretty. She's so gorgeous that literally it doesn't. I mean, yeah. her, okay. 
I'm being a little rough on her because I know that she like could her hair could easily look much better. Yeah. But it's in no way like on the level of Mary Crosby from or from uh, uh, Salt Lake City, like first season Mary Crosby. <laughs> I don't know what bird bird nest she done that wig out of, but I love like, when Mary. Mary Cosby posted, this is like at the reunion last year, she posted because they always post like their reunion looks and they're like, okay, watch, tune in tonight. She's like, okay, guys, tune in tonight. I didn't like my makeup. (laughs) Just immediately get get ahead of it. I like that though. Let's let's get it like, let's just like state the obvious like, hey guys, my makeup was crap. So I'm going to say it for you guys before you guys make it into a thing. So like, I mean, it's like the Eminem uh, effect, like from eight mile, like, you know, okay, I have to go first in this like battle rap. I'm going to say everything about myself that you can make fun of me before you, because then you can't say anything. And you're yeah, like, you just bust, you just referenced the eight mile battle rap. Like you just, she, by the way, you guys can't see this, <laughs> but she's like leaning back in her chair, checking her <laughs> nails. And she just, she just referenced <laughs> Eminem's eight mile battle rap. <laughs> I like to work in Eminem as much as I possibly can in a conversation. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> I think that we can all 100% agree. I think as a community that Rena totally said she was annoyed that Garcelle brought race onto the show. Oh, she told, she went a thousand percent said that. Like there's <laughs> been, like, I haven't even seen, maybe I'm just not on those pages, but I haven't seen anyone be like, guys, I don't think she did. I, everyone's been just like, she did. And so let's talk about that because <laughs> she did. I'm not even, I'm not sure if you posted it or if it was another Bravo account that I follow that posted this, but like someone put Kyle's face, was that you? Kyle's face when, um, they when Garcelle brings that up said oh no I think it was like a TikTok oh it was a TikTok I was watching I was watching a TikTok last night and someone broke it down and showed like Kyle's face as like Garcelle brings up the whole Rena thing and Kyle's face he's like he like breaks it down he's like Kyle's face says it all where she was like ooh like she's like look she just like this side thing like looking at Rena like Oh, are you gonna like own it now? Because like you did say that because I she that Kyle was definitely a either not like a part of the conversation, but present, I think, for the conversation. And she was like, You've been caught. I'm like, are you gonna like what are you gonna do? Like there's that all was these the face theories. Was- there's theories that Kyle told Garcelle. I think it was um because they all get a producer, like everyone's assigned right. a producer. I think that production discussed it. I think I think Crystal, I think Crystal said it. <gasps> Oh, I love that. I no think, one, no I, one has guessed Crystal. Everyone's been all about the Kyle, but okay. Explain your thing. I, I, I think, I think that's too messy. I don't think Kyle would ever, she doesn't trust Marcel enough to go directly to her or something like that. Okay. Um, I think it's too, it was too late. I think that would, I think Kyle's smart enough to be a little too dangerous and that Garcelle is a little bit of a wild card and it could very possibly get brought back up if Garcelle is pissed with Kyle, which is very likely to happen. And I don't think so. I don't think Kyle would say that. And, and she also, the way, I don't think Kyle would be making this face because I think she'd be a little bit more nervous that Garcelle would drop her name. And she might just like, she would just go like straight stare, like look down, like no eye exactly. contact with anyone. She she looked a little more enticed as if she was like, yeah, you're what, right. what are you going to say, Renee? Because I actually do know this is true. And so she seemed, it, it didn't seem like, she, she seemed like she she knew she was clean in this conversation. Mm. Um, I think Crystal, I feel like if you look at her face, she looked a little like her ass just clenched 
like, are you going to say something? Like, I did say that, and I like hope that you like. I like. I think she's, and I think it because I've seen Crystal say a lot of stuff. Like, she's very good at like. Well, this did happen in a conversation, but she just she's not doing it to like stir the pot. She's just simply like saying, "Oh yeah, we had this conversation," and I think that was something that she may have gotten brought up. So, do you think who? How did Crystal hear it? Because would Lisa Rinna have said that to Crystal? I think that there's multiple ways that she could have heard it. Like it could have been Lisa just running her big ass mouth and saying it when, when, when Crystal, well, maybe not in front of Crystal. Crystal would have probably said something because she had, that is a hot button t- topic, but well, also and again, again, Crystal again, has brought it up. Like Crystal's brought up race. So it would have been like an attack against Crystal too, to be like, I, let's not bring race onto the show. Right. It might've been like, I don't, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it might've been a game of telephone or like, I don't know. I feel like there's some, I'm not quite sure. I don't have completely how, like, I feel like Crystal came about this, but like, like I think that Crystal is infiltrated both groups enough for her to be the most logical person for it to have happened. Like maybe she was even talking, oh, you know what? Maybe she was talking to Eric, Erica. And because Erica and Rena are really close. So I feel like Rena will be super comfortable telling Erica something like that. And, and Erica maybe was like talking and Crystal and Erica have a pretty good relationship. And Crystal maybe was like just having a casual conversation with Erica. And Erica was like, you know, like I was talking to Rena and she was just like this whole like her and her Gar- Garcelle stuff. Like she's just like, why is she trying to make like all these like, like conversations at dinner about like, like, I don't know, like. I feel like Erica would maybe say dollops of things, like not talking shit about Rena, but just being like almost like she thinks she's defending Rena or something. I don't know. But I feel like Crystal, I feel like And then Crystal maybe told Garcelle, um, do you think this was said at like the beginning of the season though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. What did Garcelle what did Garcelle bring up right away in the beginning of the season? I can't remember. You know, when it could have been is at that very dinner we were discussing where Dorit says. Oh, it might have been Kathy. Might have been Kathy. Because I forget. Crystal was really good friends with Kathy. Like she like is very, very, very good friends. If you go on uh, Crystal's social media. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I think like like. I think Rinna may have said something to Kathy and Kathy just says anything. She's like she's like somebody with like dementia and just like starts freaking talking like not like she doesn't have to mention but like she just says stuff like you're like your your grandma that just says random stuff and then she's you're like, like oh, grandma and then she's like maybe they didn't i don't know like she could totally I, do that oh i think it i think we found the connection i think rena said something to kathy that makes such sense and then was they were that was the dinner in palm in in la quinta when garce when dorit was like my mom's best friend is black and rena had been like let's play a game and done that stupid thing that she does where she's like let's go around the table and say what we don't like about each other that's to, like, get things always up. a bad idea and so but, but when garcelle started to started bringing up race and being black and not understanding and saying you don't see color is like an insult and all that Rena got quiet and then crystal looked over at Rena at one point was like aren't you so glad you played a game she's like i don't like this game and just totally wanted to check out of it so i could see that carrying over into a conversation where 
Although I kind of think that Crystal could have easily done it, to be honest. I think it could have been Rena thinking that like Crystal would get it because they seemed like they were allies. In but that, that would, moment. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't say that because she got so upset with Sutton about, about like saying she, uh, she doesn't see color. So I just don't think Rena would have said it directly to Crystal. I think that, I think that you're onto something there that at that dinner, um, because Kat, if you remember, people forget that Kathy is the one who kind of started the whole thing, but she yeah. was really smart and, and, and like buttoned it up after a minute. Yeah. And and then Dorit's dumbass like took the spotlight completely off of Kathy's kind of, kind of like ignorant comments that people completely forget about because Dorit put her foot in her mouth so bad. Yes. Um, no, Kathy has like, a lot of bad moments that people look yeah, at. Yeah, she's because like because then somebody else, like mostly Dorit, will come in and then we forget what Kathy says because Kathy's really good at also like letting it go. Like, Oh, like, okay, that, then that's fine. I'm going to be quiet. Yep. Um, and I think that Rena probably, cause they're all up Kathy's butt so much. They, um, she was probably like out, like at Kathy's house, like whatever with Kyle, even maybe, ooh, Kyle, ooh, yeah, with Kyle. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yes, 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 yes. Keep going. Oh Keep my going. God. This is what happened. She, they were at probably at Kathy's house with Kyle, maybe even to read as well. Mm-hmm. And they were probably, oh, and they were probably talking about that night. Like, what's up with Garcelle? Like coming after me talking about like, hey, um, I only have black people at, like help as help in my kids, blah, blah, blah. And then like try and probably try to like bait Kathy. Like, and then like Kathy's just trying to like relay, like right, Kathy. And then fucking uh, uh, Rena's dumbass is probably like, you know, what? I don't like, this is not what our show is about. Like ourselves, like bringing up all this stuff and like, we're not trying to do that. And like, like she needs to stop making it about race. Not everything is about race. I can completely hear Rena just oh. like, and I don't think she, she was doing it to talk. Like, like I, I don't think that Rena doesn't like black people. And I'm not, no, not I, my, what I'm, exactly. I just think that, she, I think that she is uncomfortable with the subject like many other people are uncomfortable with the subject because they are very afraid of saying the wrong thing. So they would rather not discuss it at all. Um, and I think that Crystal hangs, Crystal hangs out with Kathy solo when cameras are not rolling by herself for many years now, all the time. You see it on social media, like she goes to their personal parties. Like she's been friends with Kathy before the show. Then like, they hang out. Oh my God. Then they hang out. She tells Crystal what was discussed. And because Crystal also joined in on the conversation because she could relate herself, she could have texted because Garcelle said, I received text messages. So she could have texted Garcelle and been like, well, apparently Rena isn't too happy that we brought up that you brought up race the other day on camera. Yeah. Boom. I think that's exactly because because like look Solved at look, it. every everybody review the footage of the on the reunion and I feel like Crystal tensed up because I feel like she was like I don't really want to be dragged into this didn't know it's gonna get brought up um but <laughs> Garcelle and, and I feel like Garcelle and I feel like if it was Kyle that had told Garcelle she would have had no problem dropping that that name but I think because it was Crystal and because Crystal has received so much hate. Asian like Asian hate stuff I don't think she was willing to put Crystal in crossfires for that at all and again you're right because Kyle isn't slick enough to like there's no poker face for Kyle like for example 
the lip launch party when Kyle couldn't make eye contact with either Dorit or Garcelle because she was trying to like make peace, but she knew that she'd been talking shit to Dorit and knew this was going to happen. So she gets awkward. Like when she's the culprit, she gets awkward. She doesn't make eye contact. She gets, she just looked at Rena like, Ooh, we all yeah. were there. We all know you said that. Right. And I do want to put a disclaimer for anybody who's listening to this. This is just a theory. I have no actual facts. We are completely just trying to have fun and like un- unravel who it might be. And also if anybody goes into Crystal's comments to try to like be racist about the- our theory, like I'm going to be like, do not. <laughs> honestly, what we're saying is that it would make total sense that this like this journey makes sense because I don't know who else would have messaged Garcelle about it, it that it wouldn't it have been like a war because it wouldn't have been like it couldn't be Dorit, obviously. It couldn't. It, you're right. I think it, it was. I just think crystal connection. I, I think it has to be crystal. And I think that Garcelle, as that's the only person that like and I think that is one of the and I think that's why she was. When when um Rena kept pressing her, why didn't you say anything earlier? Why? Didn't, because I think that she truly, because Garcelle has integrity, I think Crystal truly told her that in confidence and asked her to please not, like, say anything that she said. And I think Garcelle took that to, like, again, we're all, this is all speculation. But, like, I think that Garcelle was like, I, like, thank you for, I think it was more of, like, thank you for that information I, that I needed to personally know. So I know how to move in my friendship with Garcelle was right to say, she's like, would you really have admitted to saying that, Rena? Yeah. Because no, you wouldn't have. You would have been like, oh, gosh, I don't remember saying that. Like, you would have done that same bullshit you always do. You would not have owned up to that. So Garcelle just banked it like, oh, okay. No. And no. then also, if, if she had brought it up during the season, it would have been a possible another storyline. And it would have made, and then like what you're getting upset about her now bringing up at the reunion that's only going to be talked about for literally three minutes she saved she she made you talk about it for three minutes as opposed to several episodes where then we were just like talking about a whole season and it could have been a whole like lisa reno's racist season right so, so she actually saved you from that yeah so to and to be even more fair on to this point is she didn't bring it up right away when when they were discussing the issues garcelle was like i don't trust you I don't trust. I don't trust. So yeah, she pushed her. She pushed. Yeah. And over and over. And Rinna kept going, what's it about? You don't trust me? I don't trust you. Well, what's it really about? And then she's like, okay, fine. It was, I received messages about, and I actually don't, what people have to realize is that Garcelle wasn't calling Rinna racist. That At was all. not the accusation. She was saying that Rinna was mad that the narrative was shifting to, you know, go from like glam and bullshit to something a little bit more serious and a different perspective. And, yeah. she, but Rinna and Dorit looked fucking scared too. They both were like, that is so low. That is so low of you to do that. It's like, what was low? She didn't call you racist, but people who have that fear of being racist would freak out like that. Yeah, they completely, the switch turns off from listening and it's completely goes to defensive. Like, cause you're like, so you're saying that I'm a racist. And it's like, no, I'm saying that you're uncomfortable with these conversations and you don't really want to have them. You want to avoid them and you don't want to go down that road. And that's not racist. It's just you like not wanting to take accountability or like, 
or open it to... up to that because you can't, yeah. they can't contribute to that conversation and they need it to be all about them. So they exactly. can't contribute. They don't want it to go there because they can't, they can't be the star of that storyline. Right. Even though they don't really want to be stars of storylines because storylines on reality TV are bad things like Erica, like Sutton and Erica, like these people want to be on the show and just be pretty at this point. So yeah. I need them to get down and dirty. I would have not been bummed out if Dorit was demoted to friend because girl is just not bringing enough. I don't mind. I, I think that she is going to be demoted. I, you, I think that mid season she's not. I think that she's not really bringing much to the table. I think that if she, I think that her husband is solely keeping her on the show at this point because she's really, really holding it down for that team with, if it wasn't for like PK and also Mauricio, like not accepting the crap that both Kyle and Dorit were trying to feed them about Erica's like stories. Yeah. Like you're right. They, they made them relatable. You're right. Yeah. They saved their ass. They really did because they wow. could have been easily like quiet about it and had their own opinion, but they're like, guys, you know, that's ridiculous. Like PK said it many times uh, during this season. He was like, the way she's carrying herself is not correct and stop defending it. It's not correct. I've also gone through public things like bankruptcy. And if I carried on the way that she is currently carried on, it, all it does is, is poke at the people that you owe money or what, or whatever is happening. It's not, there's a better way to handle it. And, and she's not handling it well. And, and, and to, for you to even pretend like she is or give an excuse she has brand deals is ridiculous. And, I, and I'm again, glad he said it. But then again, all Dorit had to do was get wide eyed and go, OK, she's like they're not doing enough because they're so they're hiding so much and they're afraid of so many things coming out. That's why this like pact they have is so frustrating. Oh, because 100 like, percent. They all are looking at each other like I'm keeping your secrets. I'm keeping your like everyone knows we're keeping each other's secrets because we can't let anything come out. But you guys, that's just not interesting television anymore. We can't keep doing that. Let's um, go into the final, we'll final we'll wrap it up with Erica and what we already okay. got from the Erica of it. First of all, thank you, Andy. He came out the gate swinging. Swinging. I love he, it. I mean, Andy, were you like, baiting were you baiting Erica the whole season, pretending like you're on her side? Because I was really concerned. Because I was like, it seems like he was an uh, Erica Girardi sympathizer. And um, uh, maybe I've like read in like watch TikToks where people are like, was Andy like baiting her just to like keep her on the show to get what he needed out of her and then to just like blindside her with these questions? He, right from the gate, he's like, how did you sleep last night? Now, mind you, he asks that question to a lot of people because a lot of people who are normal will go like, not well, I hate the reunion. But instead, Psycho Erica is like, very well. Should I have slept any other way? Like Erica, you just and then all of her little comments throughout the the part one of the reunion was just so cringe. Like I ain't never changed, and like I'm like, do you hear how that sounds? No one was even talking to you. Like she did that it, a couple times. I'm she like, she did that. Somebody like put something up where they're like, did it seem like Eric? Anytime the conversation was not on Erica, she was like a little annoyed. Yeah. Like when when Gar when Dorit had the nerve to be like, it seems like you check out Garcelle. Garcelle's like, check out. I show up, and Erica goes, I, I do I too. I I'm like, no one was talking to you. 
we get it. You showed up, but you showed up and annoyed the shit out of everybody. So don't like you didn't show up and satisfy any questions and make us feel like you were a normal human being. You showed up and, and were a monster. And also, I'm glad Andy brought this up, too, when she was saying when he when she kind of said that, too, he was like, what? like he then later asked her questions like, well, you did do the show. Did your lawyers advise you not to? She said yes, but she's like, I'm no quitter. But he's like, did it happen to the fact that, you know, you're no longer married to Tom and you do this is now your main job. So is the money a factor of why you said yes to continuing the show? Back to you, Erica. (laughs) I was like, damn. Like, don't say you came here to just change your image. You came on here. You have, if you you were not on the show, you have no other income besides your, like, little, like, brand deals, which is definitely not going to support your way of living. He said that, and I, like, had to, like, back up, like, well, okay. So he really did read all the comments and questions. And he really does see what we all see, which is... Stop saying you're not a quitter. You need the money. Because you need the money. Why? And I think, and I, and I think that's knew. why. I think that's why she um, is allegedly dating that man that owns like with that hotel casino in Vegas uh, that she actually used to do date night with Tom at. Um, that she's said before on record, and this is allegedly she's dating this guy who is a multi-millionaire maybe I don't know he might even be a billionaire I don't know how much money he has he has a lot of money mm-hmm. I think she's looking for looking for an um an exit yeah. strategy because it's like yeah if she doesn't like find someone else to put to put the bill she's going to have no choice but to stay on this show until she dies <laughs> yeah essentially like I don't like I mean I think that whole touring stuff like who's paying for that like she has, she's, I mean, she's going to have to eventually go to court and deal with this. Like our, our legal system takes so long, uh, especially so she, with COVID. Yeah. So it's going to take forever for like justice, justice to be served. Um, she had the nerve though, to say, why should I be fired? Why aren't we going to let the legal system play out? Bitch. You mean the legal system that Tom has been frauding for the past three decades? Don't <laughs> act like you respect the legal system. Please, you don't respect the legal system. She was, um, she came in psycho. Like that's a psycho stance to take. Like it's a normal question that Andy asks. How did you sleep last night? Are you nervous? Instead, she's crazy and like stoic and strange. And then she starts to say like, everything was like a performance. Like she's like, I will do my best to answer all questions that I can. But as you know, I may not be able to. Like she had a whole persona for each little character that she played she's truly interesting to watch though like she's fascinating to me because it's like multiple personalities come out of her she's very she is very fascinating and she does make for good tv she's just a terrible person yeah she's a terrible person um but i when she said that uh she asked tom to divorce her if he was in love with someone else and andy's like well what did what did he say and she went nothing nothing that that same crazy nothing that she did to sutton i should make a reel out of that like her just saying nothing over and over you should i don't know if you've already done this but you should also make a reel of all of kyle's um looks that she has given everyone throughout the season and specifically in this reunion because she was given a lot of face she was given a lot of face face. she was given so much kyle's looks through the seasons were 
this season it has been priceless. Yeah, she really does not know how to hide what she's feeling. Like she really yeah. does, like she, which is great. We need to like we need reaction shots like that. It's almost like a sitcom where you can like flash over, like cut over to the other person, the other character that's like watching in the background. You know um, that's what the control the control room's doing. They're like cut, cut, cut Kyle, Kyle, go to Kyle, Kyle, go to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> get off Kyle right now. Uh, okay, so next next week we get um the tr I can't quite tell if it's editing, but it even seems like Rena is going to join in with saying that Erica is like taking it too far. Is that what you gathered from it? When they do those quick preview edits, I don't like to get sucked in because they they know what they're doing. I don't feel like I did. I, I don't remember that part. Oh, the oh, you didn't see like the next week on. Sort I of thing? I think. I think I did, but like, I don't know what specific part you're talking. Please walk me through it. Jog my memory. Well, they, they're, they say like, oh, you know, the Instagram is a really bad look. And then Rin is like, yeah, it just starts to become too much or something like that. Um, oh, I didn't hear her say that. I must have like missed it. But I'm, I, 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 I feel like even if she, I think that's like a little bit of like um clickbait for us. Yeah, um, it I, I, I do not believe that Rinna at all will side with them I feel like it was whatever she said was taken out of context because they do like to cut and paste things like I, I don't actually I don't believe at yeah. all yeah. I think that no you're right she probably right writer she probably was saying like yeah I know sometimes it can get a little much but I support Erica like she probably said that and they just yeah, pulled that uh, it was it, I 1000 percent think that was clickbait She's I think that I think that door, uh, after Garcelle brought up you know the conversation that Rena clearly had about race being uh, a problem to bring up on the show. Rena running over and hugging Garcelle and trying to do damage control. She's probably floundering the rest of the reunion, not knowing which way to go. Cause she's like, I really hitched my fucking wagon to this horse over here. And I'm glad you brought that up though, because I wanted to, did you catch that moment between Dorit and um, Erica? Erica? Yeah. That was weird. Uh, it was because they, I, from my sleuthing, know that Erica is not happy with either Kyle or Dorit, which I did see in a preview that they're going to talk about, like the husbands, because she was really pissed with that whole scene with the husbands. And so I don't think, I think she is on more terms with Dorit. She is not speaking to Kyle. That's what I hear. Um, and I think Kyle kind of said that too, before we even started the reunion when Andy was like in the dressing rooms, but yeah, it was so funny that Dorit was like again trying to nose her way into the moment that Rena was manufacturing with Garcelle because it is very manufactured and um, calculating what she was doing because she's like, Black Twitter has been coming for me and they're definitely going to come for me uh, oh. because of th that. This I didn't want to bring up race comment came up. And as you correct, it has, I've seen TikToks. I'll have to find the TikTok that I saw that was really funny with like the whole Black community. Oh, it wasn't for it, it was actually towards when she screamed at uh, Garcelle and everybody like it was like this TikTok of people splicing where it's like all the black people mounting up like um <laughs> you need me to come over there and like snatch her up but no but like Dorit when she was trying to poke her way into it what when um Rena's like hugging Garcelle and Erica's like literally again team Rena so she's like she knows what Rena's doing and she's like like be quiet like she's trying to like she knows that what she's trying to do damage control and then Dorit's like talking back and she's she goes, like, shut I'm up. talking to you. Yeah. She's like, Erica's like, okay. That was weird. I'll, I did not see that I'll, coming. I know. I was like, so I was like, that was like, I, I was excited for that 
because I was like, I really, I'm so excited to see Erica, Dorit, and Kyle talk about that dinner. That is what I'm like salivating for. Like, I'm also salivating. Like, I saw, you know, I, I, I was beyond thrilled. It would make total, it made sense to me that Erica would be mad at Kyle. Um, but I also was like, well, she needs to be careful though. Cause like Kyle is a very powerful person on this show and Erica needs this job. So I'm excited yeah. to see how she, how hard she goes at them. Kyle in particular, because I heard that it, it got, I think I heard, I don't know how hard she's going to go on camera, but I heard they got into it after filming. I think that's where the the real mend um, of the friendship was broken. I think they had another conversation off camera after the reunion. So I don't know how much of it we'll see. But well, I um, because during Kyle, the reunion, when she went on Watch What Happens Live, she said that they're talking now, that they're good. They are okay. Like, yeah. So Andy, it was when it was when Kyle and Kathy were on Watch What Happens Live. They had like a pajama party. It was a super cute like set yeah. and concept. And then so Andy, it's so funny because he asked these questions knowing the answer. Right. So he's like, "Are you and Erica talking?" And Kyle was like, "Well, she was a little upset with me, you know, for the stuff that happened on the show, and like we had the reunion. But I just texted her a couple days ago. We're good. We're good." Yeah, but like. In Erica's world, I don't know if you like. You might think you're like, think you're good, but like you're not. And I think I, and I feel like love it if they. And I good. and I actually think that if Erica's smart, she would keep the feud going because it would give her a, a good storyline for for next season. And I heard that they wanted to explore her and Kyle's rent, so it would be better. Yeah. For them, it would be great TV if she was stopped. If the, if if Kyle stopped kissing Erica's ass, and if Erica stopped kissing Kyle's ass, that would be so much such a better season. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we've done enough gabbing. Yeah. I think we've really wrapped this up. Thank you for joining <laughs> me. Absolutely, um, it's always a pleasure. Let's hope I recorded it. I did. I recorded. It's been. It. It's. I actually see it. So now, like. I did. I, well, I've never recorded on Zoom before, so I didn't know that I needed to see that. But it's been recording the entire time. Yeah, because so for people that don't know, Pia and I did this. Was it last week? Yes, we, we did, did it last week. week. We, we 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 did Vanderpump Rules, and it was. I feel like you know what? It was amazing content, but and that you'll never hear. You'll never um, hear it. But we share that moment, so that's really all that matters. That's all. It was our dress rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl, let's do this again. Okay, I'll text you. Yes, thanks for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.